Welcome to the Passive Income Revolution podcast, where we help you create the life that you dream of. Whether it's through real estate, entrepreneurship, or just savvy investing, we're here to help you make that dream life a reality. No matter if it's that yacht in the ocean or just a little extra time with your kids, we're here to help you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today is going to be a mini cast, a shorter one for you, and we're going to continue our discussion about the advantages to investing in real estate. Specifically, we're talking about buy and hold investments like apartments and duplexes, those sorts of things. So stay tuned for the next edition. In our last episode in this series, we talked about the idea of the property depreciation in your taxes, that when you purchase a property, the IRS here in the United States uh, basically requires you to take depreciation on that property. They are decreasing your taxable income by X amount of dollars because this property is decreasing in value according to them. It's being worn out, it's being used, and it's decreasing its value. And that's why we said you see a lot of people that have wealth or even just cash on hand invest in real estate. So people that have a large amount of cash on hand or get paid in large chunks like athletes, uh, even musical artists, actors, a lot of them have real estate portfolio investments because somebody is telling them, hey, you should be putting some of that money into real estate to get this tax advantage for yourself. And today we're going to talk about the idea of leverage. What leverage you have in real estate and why it's an asset that you can't really get anywhere else with any sort of investment. So first let's start out quickly by just giving a definition of leverage because you're probably like, I don't know what the heck that means. Like you may have heard the concept, but to truly understand it, you're not quite there. You're like, I have a vague idea of it, but I'm not entirely sure how I would describe it to someone. Well, leverage is the use of various financial tools or Boward capital in this case to increase the potential return on an investment. So we talk about Boward capital that's basically going somewhere and asking for them to give you a loan. That is leverage. When you go and you buy a rental property, you may go to a bank, you may go to a private money lender, you may go to a hard money lender, and you're asking them to help you gain leverage through them lending you capital that you can then invest in that property. We also utilize leverage when we buy our own homes that we live in. If you've gone through the process of buying your own home, you already have the idea of leverage. You've already executed on it because when you went and you got that primary home loan, that was using leverage. You used their money to do something for yourself and they were willing to give you the money for it. Now, what you might not know that makes real estate unique is that it is one of the few forms of retirement or college savings investments that you could walk into a bank and get a loan to do it. It is one of the few, if not the only one. So let's look at the other ways that people might save for college or retirement. One of the first things people often think of is the stock market. Could you walk into a bank, whether it be a local bank or a larger bank like Chase or Bank of America, could you walk in there, sit down with a loan officer, 
and get them to lend you money to invest in a Ford stock or Apple stock or Google stock. You can't. They're not going to lend you money to buy stock. Now, we could get into why that is, but that's not necessarily important in this case. But all what you need to know is that the bank will not lend you money to go and buy stock. So when you want to buy stock for retirement, you basically have to use your own money. Sure, you might have some sort of like 401k plan at work that helps, but you're still going to predominantly put close to 60%, 70% of your own money into that investment for retirement. The same thing goes for all the college plans that exist through either the stock market or other means. They all require you to put up all or the fast majority of the investment. What makes real estate unique is that you aren't required to put up a vast chunk of money to secure the investment. Like we talked about, you can walk into a bank, you can get a loan for a property. They will give you money for some properties, maybe even most properties, and you then use that money to go and buy that investment property. You weren't required to put in more than anywhere from 20 to 25% at the most of your own money to buy the property. I'm not talking about if you do repairs to it, rehabs, those sorts of things. I'm talking about strictly to gain title to it. You only had to put down 20 to 25%. Going back to stocks, you can't put down 20, 25% on a share or 100 shares of Apple and then have someone else finance the other 80%. That doesn't happen. You have to pony up likely the full 100% for that stock in Apple. Now let's take the idea of leverage a step further. When you use leverage to gain title to a rental property, one of the next things you're going to do if it's not already rented out is you're going to get a tenant in there. When your tenants pay you rent, what you're going to do is in return, you're going to take some of that money and you're going to use it to pay back the bank who lended you the money so you could have the leverage to buy the property. So we're actually creating more uniqueness in our situation on being able to use leverage because it's not just the ability to use someone else's money to gain title to an investment. But it's also the idea that we're going to have money coming in, a substantial amount of money. Because in reality, it is. Before we pay our expenses or anything like that, we do get a decent chunk of money coming in. We're going to use that tenant's money to pay back the loan. We aren't going to be forced to pay back the loan ourselves. Yes, we're on the hook for it. Yes, we are the people sending the money to the bank but we're not actually spending money that we earned, that we went out there and earned, we laid landscaping for, that we did a job for. We're taking our tenants' money that came in, we're using it as leverage again to pay back the bank. So now we've got this double whammy where we're using other people's money to buy probably 80% of the property. We're ponying in 20%. Once we gain title to the property, we're renting it out, we're moving tenants in, we have paying tenants, they're sending us money, we're taking a portion of that money and we're sending it back to the bank to pay off our obligation to them. We're not being forced to write 
a check with money that we got from another job or that our spouse got from a job, we're using our tenant's money to pay back our debt obligation. So even if you did find someone or maybe even some sort of financial institution, maybe in quotations, financial institution that was willing to lend money for you to buy Apple stock, you're still going to be stuck as the one paying it back with the money you earn, the money that your stock earns. In real estate, you can take the money that your tenant sends you for rent and you can send it over to the bank every month to pay down your obligation to them. That is the awesome power of leverage in real estate. There is no other investment in this world that I know of where you can do both those things and gain true financial freedom from just those two elements in itself. Whenever I talk to people about trying to get them started in real estate investing, the first thing I always talk about is the depreciation that we talked about last time. Then the second thing I like to talk about to kind of reel them in and get them to truly think about the power of it is this idea of leverage. It's the idea that, yes, you have to use some of your own money, but it's far less of your own money that you have to use in any other form of investment. And a lot of times that's what gets people's curiosity going. It's what gets them pumped and it gets them excited about this idea of, hey, making a true change in my financial future and I don't even have to pony up the majority of the money myself. It's like this huge epiphany for them where they're like, wow, okay, this does make sense. Once you begin to understand those two concepts, the depreciation and leverage, the, it will become more clear to you why so many people invest in real estate and why it is so commonly talked about. Once those two things click, It'll spark something in you and it'll give you the desire to actually go out there and make the steps to buy your first rental property. Since we are coming up on Thanksgiving next week, I just want to let you guys know that there will be another episode going up next week. I'm going to continue with that schedule, but I think it will probably end up dropping, I'm going to say Friday or Saturday. So if you are someone who always looks for a Thursday, you will not see it Thursday because that is Thanksgiving Day. And I will be enjoying the day and unfortunately not posting a podcast that day. And I guess it's kind of your random fact about me. Um, I am actually a huge Black Friday shopper. Uh, I'm not huge in the sense of I buy everything all the time. In fact, there have been times recently where I've gone out on Black Friday, but I've made like maybe one or two purchases. I just like being in Black Friday. Like last year, I waited in line at Target, which is always my go-to spot for Black Friday because I have yet to have a bad experience there. But I was just there in line for three and a half, four hours, and I was waiting in line just to get a video game, a video game that was going down in price from 60 to like 35. And I knew it wasn't going to be a high, a high demand, hot item, but I still, I wanted to get there early. I wanted to be part of the excitement, everyone chattering in line, the rush of running into the store and finding your item and knowing that the one thing you came for, you could still grab it. Like for me, there's just something that gives me all warm and fuzzies inside. And I don't normally get that from shopping. I'm definitely not a shopper, but there's something about Black Friday that does it for me. So I always look forward to Black Friday. Now, I know this has become controversial in the past couple years, like probably about the past 10 years, about Black Friday seeping into Thanksgiving. 
I'm not necessarily a proponent of that, but I will say this. Uh, if I do happen to do Black Friday shopping on Thanksgiving Day, I don't care if I had a less than savory experience. I don't care if I got beaten out for the item that I wanted. I will always have a smile on my face and be cheery to the people that are trying to help me check out of Target and get out of Target. Because I know that chances are they would much rather be around a Thanksgiving dinner table or in front of a fireplace with their loved ones than helping me load up my big screen TV into my car or checking out my items or telling me where I can find something. Most of them would rather not be there if given any sort of choice. So I always try to have a smile on my face, tell them happy Thanksgiving, tell them I appreciate them working because even if I didn't buy a lot of items and I maybe even didn't buy anything, I just don't want them to have a crummy night because they probably would rather be somewhere else other than Target at that moment. And I just want to put a smile on their faces. So look forward to another episode uh, next week, Friday or Saturday, whenever I recover from Black Friday. It's not going to be a big Black Friday for me again. Um, I don't know what it is, but the past couple years, it's been a couple straggler items I've gone for, but not anything huge groundbreaking or anything. So I hope you guys have a wonderful, blessed Thanksgiving if you are listening in the United States. If you are not listening in the United States, then I hope you have a wonderful Thursday next week, and I will see you all the latter part of the week.